LMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding. The street is full of corruption. It is baked in to every aspect of our society. 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This is written over 100 years ago. Let's try that again. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Steve, the Rogue Scholar. <clears throat> uh, talk about something that I feel is, um, well, I don't think it's well understood. I've talked about it for years. I still don't think it's understood. Most people still, still won't talk about it. And, and it, it fundamentally pisses me off, right? fundamentally pisses me off that we can't talk about a federal job guarantee. I'm going to talk about this from a totally different angle than normal because I'm just not going to lie. The, the, the attacks, the, um, the comebacks from the people that don't like the concept of the job guarantee tend to repulse me to the point of exploding. And, um, I don't have a lot, you, you already know, I don't have a lot of patience for people that didn't think through the problem, but they got opinions. I don't, I don't have a lot of respect for, and, and it's probably me, it's probably on me, something I need to work through. One of those, one of those moments that you, you kind of recognize that, um, that you've got to make the change because people aren't there. So this is why I'm doing this live stream. <clears throat> and, you know, uh, let me just say this. Federal job guarantee is not revolution. It is a precursor in many ways to a potential revolution of sorts. Um, but it's definitely not revolution. It is revolutionary in its thinking. Um, it's revolutionary in that it is fundamentally changing the way society is structured, but it's definitely not revolutionary. It's definitely a policy prescription. But I want you to think about this. <clears throat> if what you're trying to overthrow is corporate stranglehold on labor, corporate stranglehold on you and I, and you think, well, what can we do? Unions are hard to come by. Unions are very weak right now. Um, each company can kind of drag it out, kind of not, not, I mean, look, even now, Amazon still hasn't begun negotiating with uh, groups that have decided to unionize. I mean, it, it kind of puts it in the hands of corporations to negotiate with people. And we don't have a lot of power. I mean, we have power. We can say we have power, whatever. But if 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 Jeff Bezos, for example, his wealth, the wealth that he generates is so ridiculous that if everybody at Amazon quit one day, I'm not sure it would hurt him all that much. You divest it, sell it off, whatever. <clears throat> but he he's going to be fine. And that's the problem with most of the wealthy because they don't have the same pressures that regular people do. So the federal job guarantee provides a guaranteed job 
for anyone that wants one. It's not forced labor. Anyone ever says that you have my personal permission to throw salt in the eyes, rake the eyes, drop the elbow off the top rope, figure four, leg lock, suplex, whatever. If they ever say something about it being forced work, whatever, you literally have my permission to give them the backside of your hand proverbially. It's stupid. They shouldn't even be allowed to say it. It's a sign of someone that didn't do the homework. I started this podcast, this show off, letting you know, point blank, I've got 0.0% understanding and patience with people that didn't do the homework but have opinions. 0.0%. Actually, it's trending into negative numbers. The lack of patience I have for people that have opinions that are unresearched. Okay. We all have assholes. We all have opinions. Nobody needs to know about them unless you've done the research, quite frankly, in my opinion, anyway. So the federal job guarantee provides what I consider to be kind of like a buffer. A not, it's a buffer for employers to have a, an employed group of people that they can pick from when the business cycle ebbs and flows. But I'm not worried about the business side of this for a minute. I'm worried about the, the labor side. If you know at any given time you could stand up and walk away from your job or you could literally go ahead and go on strike and pick up a federal job guarantee job as opposed to delivering pizzas at, you know, Papa John's. You might consider doing that, right? Especially if it paid a living wage and especially if it gave you benefits. Well, let me just state for the record, there's not a single solitary, decent politician elected today that would give this to you. None of them are talking about it. Now, they may have talked about it here and there when they talked about the green dream or whatever Democrats tried to smear it as. But in reality, none of them are talking about a job guarantee. I think Ayanna Presley came out with the idea of a job guarantee a while back. Even that was kind of watered down and whatever. So what I'm talking to you about is theoretical, purely theoretical, because we don't have real democracy in this country. And this is part of the problem with convincing people to fight for something other than just burn it down. When you can't elect representatives to do the bidding, when you know once they get in there, they fold like a cheap tent, or they end up calling someone mama bear or doing stupid shit that in no way, shape, or form represents you, it's real easy to lose any sense of hope, right? I mean, they're clearly not serving your needs. But let's just assume for a minute that we have power. It's quite an assumption because we, in many ways, don't have the institutional power we need. In a world where we do have that institutional power, the idea of a federal job guarantee is it's not forced labor. It provides you with benefits. It provides you with a living wage in your local community. It's federally funded, meaning the currency issuing federal government pays for it. And it's administered by your local community. In other words, the jobs that might be there, there's different models, right? There's one that is like a nonprofit model where they allow people to go work at nonprofits and then pay them the federal job guarantee wage. Wouldn't that be great? I know it helped real progressives. We could staff a whole place and, and bring people in to do this work. It'd be great. 
volunteer work, it seems to be a real challenge because people think that saving the world is maybe optional if there's some fun thing to do. So this is the problem, right? With volunteering is like, Hey, uh, you know, don't count on me. I've got something fun to do. But if so, what happens if you give them $15 an hour to do it, $25 an hour to do it, are they going to show up? Are they going to do the work? Probably better than a volunteer, unfortunately, because a volunteer doesn't think the mission matters unless there's money tied to it. Just weird, right? It's kind of weird. Your, your goal is to change the world, but there's no money in it. So people act like, ah, I don't have to call. I don't have to check. I don't have to do whatever. And that's kind of part of the problem. So a federal job guarantee would compensate in one model, nonprofit work. <clears throat> in another model, it might be completely redefining work. Bring your own concept of a job. You're an artist, bring it in. You're going to teach kids Monday, Wednesday, Friday, painting lessons. And the rest of the time you're going to be painting. Uh, there was one time where uh, Bill Mitchell talked about paying surfers to go out and surf, but while they're surfing to do water samples for the local, um, you know, health department or whatever. Um, so there's a ton of opportunities there to do things. Um, you know, whether it be, you know, baseball coaches and, and soccer coaches that are literally, um, you know, volunteer jobs that you, by the way, isn't it weird that soccer coaches, baseball coaches and stuff like that volunteer as they may be boy scout leaders, volunteers, they may be, uh, when the Pinewood Derby comes, it's not like they say, uh, my spouse won't let me show up. They're there setting up the Pinewood Derby. They're there setting up the basis for baseball practice. They're there making sure that the concession stand is running. It's weird. We'll do that for recreational baseball, but we won't do that to change the world. It doesn't make sense to me. In any event, so you have the, I will give you my job uh, description, what I'd like to do. And then you guys decide if you'll fund it. We've got the nonprofit model, whatever. But then we've got like lots of other opportunities there. None of them are cut and dry because it's all theoretical. Okay. It's all theoretical how we want to do it. Um, folks like Pavlina Chernova have done great work on this space. She wrote a book called case for a job guarantee. Please go read it. Go to our website, realprogressive.org. You can check out our book club where we went through her book um, as part of that. And you'll learn a whole lot about the job guarantee as well. Plus you can listen to our macro and cheese podcasts where we've had Fadal Kaboob, Ellis Winningham's even been on talking about it, Bill Mitchell, Warren Mosler and others. Now, Warren Mosler has a different perspective on the job guarantee. He sees it truly as a buffer stock of unemployed people becoming employed in a transition job. He does not like the term job guarantee. He likes the term transition job because then he would like to see people transition back into the private sector work pool. I don't like that as much. I understand why he wants it that way, but I want more revol you know, revolutionary ideas. Um, there are others out there who would try to make the job guarantee more than it is. The job guarantee is kind of the base case, the base use case for the base level of employment. By having a job guarantee, you set the de facto labor standard. You tie your currency to labor. You uh, have a nominal price anchor, which is why you don't do a stupid UBI, folks. You just don't do it. 
It's a Trojan horse that allows the technocrats and the Silicon Valley people to hike up costs, to make you a consumption unit. Just think about what happened during inflation. <clears throat> we were watching the rich gouge the shit out of us, right? Why? Because they thought we got a little bit of money during the pandemic. And they needed to shut off the idea that the federal government could afford things. So they jacked up prices to suck back the gains anybody had during the pandemic. Never mind the fact that they're about to crush us with student debt kicking back in. So <clears throat> there are those that would like to see the job guarantee be more than the base case for that employment. You know, setting the the base wage, the, the minimum wage, if you will, by de facto. And then any company that wants to hire you, let's say the job guarantee wage is say, I don't know, $15 an hour. Any company you would work for would need to meet or beat that $15 an hour. However, because it's a federal job, that federal job would come with federal benefits, the kind of benefits that a public servant gets today. Now, those other companies, the Walmarts of the world, et cetera, would need to meet or beat that package, not just the wage, but the package. And that means that it raises everyone's living standard up significantly. Now, we always get the low-end troll that says, what about the disabled? What about the people that can't work? What about the people that don't want to work? To them, I say, you didn't listen to a motherfucking word I said the first 10 minutes of this thing. The fact is, is that there are several models that we can do. One is create your own job. If you're sitting there and you can be online doing social media, you can sit there and do Facebook and you can complain about the job guarantee on Twitter. You can do an online job. You can do something. You can do anything. This is not to say make work. This is a, maybe you are the person that calls elderly people who are lonely that need a friend. Maybe your job is to play virtual checkers with somebody who's in a facility who otherwise wouldn't have friends. Maybe you're a big brother that you would talk to people or big sister and talk to people online. Maybe you work a suicide crisis hotline, talk to people. I don't know. The, the, the opportunities are limitless. But there are people out there who say, but what about mass automation? What about it? I guarantee you, if you want to be in a cartoon world, the abacus is sitting there trembling in its seat as the calculator is embedded. I could see the two abacuses going, this is the end. There'll be no more beads to pull across those lines. That goddamn calculator is taking my job. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, calculator's like, well, fuck you too, man. The computer's kicking my ass. Oh no, there's a computer. Whatever will we do? I don't know. There's an app on your computer now that has a calculator. See, it just makes me disgusted. Disgusted. You think about the wagon wheel maker, right? And he's sitting there going, seeing the steel radial come out. He's like, oh my God, whatever are we going to do? There's no more metal wheels anymore. They're going to need steel radials. It's like, oh my God, the horse and buggy, it's not going to work anymore. Oh my God, there's this car, this combustible engine. Whatever shall I do? I'm not a big fan of anyone that doesn't get that stuff. If you didn't get that, eh, cringe, cringe a little bit, right? So if you go back, realize this. 
I started this conversation saying that in the absence of revolution, the only way you're getting rid of private property and the private sector is by revolution. That's it. You're not going to vote that into being, which means you're also not going to get a policy in place while the world is burning down because you have revolution. No, policies are for the existing order. We can't, we don't have enough energy. People aren't, you know, willing to be revolutionary, whatever. There's not enough energy. Material conditions aren't right. There's no revolution coming. Okay, put that off to the side. I don't care whether you like private property or not. At that point in time, it doesn't matter. Okay, I can't do anything for you. There's no revolution happening, period, period. And I'm not going to kill people to make sure that you get your revolution so that you don't have to worry about private property. I'm just not going to do it. Lenin wouldn't do it either, by the way, just in case you were wondering. So the Mac daddy of the Bolshevik revolution wouldn't do what I just said either. So don't act like you're better than Lenin. Try not to. Try to downsize the ego. Remember, Lenin wouldn't have done it. We're not going to do it either. So that means that within the space, within this sphere that we have to work with, Knowing, again, going back, we don't have any politicians to do our bidding. We have no democracy. This is all theoretical, right? We're caught between two worlds. We don't have anybody really willing for a revolution. The people that are calling for it are economic dullards. They won't listen to the economics. They have no power. They have no organization skills of any meaningful variety. They have no money. So you can't do the things you need to do to overcome that. So we're stuck in this fucking hole. We're stuck in a big hole. You got to think, where do we go from here? How do we fix that? That's a story for another day. For right now, we're talking about the job guarantee and what it does. Now imagine as a precursor to a revolution or a precursor to a major labor uprising, having the federal job guarantee there to allow people to work in their local communities with a living wage, living benefits, and be able to know that the job is guaranteed. They can get fired, whatever, but they'll get another job because it's guaranteed. That's the thing. You quit one day, you're guaranteed to have a job the next day, period period. Okay. We already have a basic income in this country right now. It's called social security. It's underfunded. Um, we've been conditioned to worthlessly, worthlessly believe that we pay in to social security and that we get our money back out of social. It's not how it works. Um, the social security, um, program is self-funding but they've got the authority to pay done through the quote unquote trust fund, which is nothing more than a piece of paper or a spreadsheet saying, yep, you paid it. Yep. You paid it. Yep. You paid it. Yep. You paid it. All social security money that's spent is new money period. That's right. Not a single, not a single one, not a single one of your FICA tax dollars paid for social security. Not a single one. So if that's the case, 
And you already know the Republicans didn't raid the Social Security Trust Fund, right? You're not going to fall for that bullshit, right? Anybody says that the Republicans raided the Social Security Trust Fund, salt in the eyes, elbow off the top rope, figure four leg lock suplex, right? We don't tolerate ignorance like that being unchecked. All right. So the federal job guarantee allows us maximum freedom. UBI does not because then we're, we're begging and pleading that the Elon Musks of the world don't raise prices, that they don't jack up their prices on things that they have stranglehold on, that Bill Gates doesn't play games with patents and withhold services from us because we have just become consumption units. Here's your money. Wait for Bill Gates to service you. Wait for somebody else to service you. That's your UBI crowd. It's a disgraceful libertarian bullshit-minded thing. And it should never, ever, ever be given the kind of gravitas that it seems to get. It's just because people don't understand what they're signing up for. They don't realize that you're putting the power deeply into the oligarch's hands. You've basically got vestigial arms and vestigial resistance anymore because they own you at that point, period, as if they don't already. But at least right here, right now, the opportunity exists to overcome some of the oppression by working together, collaborating, et cetera. But once they take over, this is where that automation crap really starts mattering, doesn't it? If we don't have a federal job guarantee to counteract that kind of thing, we could literally be on the outside looking in of society. And since our government's working hand in glove with those folks, there's not a lot of chance for us to move up and out and over and survive that. I mean, a UBI is so dependent on believing that big business is going to take care of you, create enough of goods and services, keep it at a price that you can handle, et cetera. But that's not, not a real thing, man. It's like children's stories. So we need to recognize the power is withholding your labor from these companies by taking my 40-hour block of time that I put towards a job guarantee and moving it away from that company. They can't you know, subsidize that shit wage because now I have a job, I have benefits, and my time is tied up. They can't skim off that. And because it's for everyone, it creates a price anchor by tying the currency to the labor standard instead of the gold standard, right? It's the labor standard. So I think fundamentally, the job guarantee is the answer to mass automation. The job guarantee is the answer to preventing people from falling through the cracks. It's the answer to preventing generational poverty in the existing environment. In a future world, in a world that I would prefer, it would be rid of private production. It would be rid of many of the things that are profit-seeking, rent-seeking. A lot of these things would be eradicated in its entirety. But that's not the reality. I fight with people every single day that don't understand the difference between 
private property and having things like a cell phone or a book or, you know, headphones or whatever. They confuse private property with possessions and they couldn't be more different. Okay. Couldn't be more different. So you got to live in two worlds, right? You got to live in a future world where you want revolution, where you want change, where you want to do these things. And then you got to live in the real world where you're at right in the moment and say, what do I do now? What do I do now? I can't answer that for you, but in the job guarantee framework, job, think about all the things that need to be done in your local community. All the things that would help your neighbors. All the things that would bring about a rise in democracy in your local community by making people pay attention to what's going on with the job guarantee. It's a democracy enhancer by getting people engaged and involved and looking at what possible things the community needs and then creating jobs for people to fulfill them within that job guarantee. I'm really, really, yes. Oh my God. Thank you, Kamari. This is wonderful. Thank you so much. And Virginia, you too. Thank you so much for putting that in there. So private property versus personal property, very important distinctions that people seem to screw up constantly. It's hard for me to, to talk about the job guarantee these days, not because I don't agree with it. I think it's fantastic, but because I understand at a deeper level, especially in the heels of my work with Clara Matei and even my most recent interview with Tom Fozzie, I understand that we're like drinking mother's milk, believing we have a democracy, believing we have the power to vote our way to these things. And within that, it's hard for me to talk about policy because policy requires elected officials to enact them. And there's great policy out there. Joe Biden could have eliminated all student debt. Congress, when they had a supermajority with the Democrats that they really believed it, could have eliminated all of it. It would have been wildly popular. They didn't do it. Most people want marijuana completely legalized. If most people wanted it and we were able to have a democracy, it would already be legalized. It's not. Why? We are in a position where there are markets that benefit from these laws. There are markets that benefit from redlining properties. There's markets that benefit from the drug war. There's markets that benefit from all of our malaise. And so even though it's wildly popular, people like Joe Biden and W and others, well, they created industry based on surveillance. They created industry based on you know, drug detection. They created, you know, all kinds of industry based on, you know, digging into your personal information online. So 
you you have to understand that we don't live in a democracy. I, I don't mean this harsh. I don't mean this to be like some alarmist thing. I'm telling you, we don't live in a democracy. There's zero proof that you're voting your way to anything good. So it makes it really, really hard to take that leap and consider these progressive programs, these progressive ideas, these good ideas, great ideas, ideas that would fundamentally change your life. But you've got no one in there that's willing to put them forward. And it's like, even if they were willing to put them forward, we already know the games they play. There's the rotating villain. There's the parliamentarian. There's a Supreme Court. There's the Senate. There's always something. There's the free speech absolutists that lie, that allow misinformation. No. And in the end, we're reactionary animals. Most people are not calm, cool, and collected. Most people don't take a lot of time to think through a problem. So we're stuck, right? We're stuck. Just imagine if a job guarantee existed, the ability to walk away at any given time, to organize a strike and mean it, and be able to walk away without looking back, get your job guarantee, and really, really make your employer sweat. If they want you back, they've got to do what's being said. If not, you walked away and you got a job. Now, problem is, is that on top of it being impossible to vote your way there, you also have to understand that there, there are a lot of people out there that believe in the free market that doesn't exist, by the way. And they want to make sure that in the end, they keep the wage low. They keep you in precarity. They want you to roll off the job guarantee and they want you to roll back into private sector. That may not be what everybody wants. The job guarantee allows you a permanent place. If you want, if you want that to be your job forever, it would be nothing that would prevent that. Not in the proposals I know that are out there. So I do know this. I want you guys to think about this. I don't think Richard Nixon was exactly an environmentalist. He was a cloth coat Republican for sure. Don't think he was an environmentalist. But somehow or another, Richard Nixon, during his time, signed into law the Environmental Protection Agency. Republican disgraced president. Hey, Dono, tan rusted and ready. Dead, dead president of the United States, Dick Nixon. He definitely showed that when people organize and they push forward, that things can happen. Not maybe the way we want it to, not through democracy, but simply through the fact that they don't want pitchforks and torches. I mean, that... That's about the only thing we've got, in my opinion, to make these sorts of things happen is taking to the streets in nonviolent direct action, become ungovernable, become a nuisance, become a threat to their power. And I'm here to tell you it's a challenge because people don't believe in it. People are scared. 
People like binge watching shit. Hell, you've got volunteers that know you tell them check in every day into our workspace and they won't, they'll go days without checking. In. So imagine how a revolution would occur with that group of people. It wouldn't, you're fucked, right? Hey, check in every day so we can plan and bam. No, too much, too much. So just know that as much as you might be angry at the Democratic Party, and God knows they're feckless and worthless, your own revolutionary friends won't do the basic things required to build the energy to mobilize a movement. They won't. Can't be bothered. Cannot be bothered to do something as simple as, let me check my phone and check. Maybe I can retweet that. Maybe I can share that. If they won't do that, what makes you think they're going to do a revolution? Seriously. Anybody. You can be in a wheelchair. You can be laying in bed. You can be on the toilet. And you can hit share. Something as simple as share. Tweet. I support that. Whatever. Too, too, too much. Too much to ask. Remember that. If you want better, you must do better. If you choose to lead people the path that says it's not important to do those things, revolution ain't happening, baby. It's not. I'm very unhappy about it. But I also see it every day. Every single day I see that kind of thing. People are unwilling to put themselves out there. People are unwilling to take that next step. But that's the choice you have to make to get beyond praying to God. You have some form of democracy so you can get a program through. Your choices. Rely on the people that won't even retweet or check in or do anything. Or, you see what I mean? You're caught between a rock and a hard place. I, 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 I read some, and it was really pissing me off because I guess I fit into this world, the ultra, I guess I'm an ultra at some level, whatever that means. I had to look it up. It's, it's people that are radically left that aren't willing to just kind of go along to get along. Right. I guess I'm an ultra. I don't like the term. I don't care about the term, but I guess that's what I am. And yet at the same time though, I'm also looking at. You know, they say you got to go to war with the team you got. I look around and I realize, honest to God, you could literally lay a plan out. And if people don't show up, it ain't happening. I don't care how much you want it. I don't care how much you scream, bring down the duopoly, dem exit, whatever. It's just words, man. Just chitter chatter. You've got to really, really want it. So we're back to the job guarantee. I'm saying, can't vote my way there. The way to get a program through is to vote my way there. Material conditions aren't enough to break people away from Netflix. Listening to clickbait shit. So they're not going to stop. So what do you do? You can blame the oligarchs all day long. And that's the convenient thing for the people that don't check in and don't do those things. Let's punch up. They're there. We know that. We see you. 
But then it's like, okay, we got to organize down here. And everybody's like, well, we got to make it so simple, so simple. It can't in any way, shape, or form be hard. It's got to be so simple. They just hit this button and they feel revolutionary. Guys, I hate to break this to you. But unless you're willing to do more than bellyache about them exit crap, unless you're willing to do more than that, you're not even getting that. You're not even getting that. It puts me into a really, really bad. Puts me into a bad space because you feel trapped. You feel like you're a feral animal trapped. You try to figure out how to get anyone to move. And you realize most people aren't that far down the runway. They haven't thought through most of these problems. So you're stuck going remedial to get over here because you need everyone to sing the same sheet of music or you're not making any progress. So <clears throat> I'm interested in the comments, if you wouldn't mind, let me know what your thoughts are on a job guarantee. Let me know what your thoughts are on organizing. Let me know what your thoughts are on the state of people's unwillingness to do the most basic things like check in or um, say hello or, um, hey, I'm not going to be doing my show this week or whatever, right? It's the most basic rudimentary things. And then ask yourself where this revolution is going to come from. And then start to realize I can't have a job guarantee. I've gotten a democracy. I can't have a revolution. They can't break free from binge watching Netflix. There's your dilemma, folks. The bridge, the gap, the lacuna. The lacuna right there, the gap between revolution and policy. Got no, got no democracy and got no willingness. Everybody wants to be mad on social media for the, the air. Else. So that means that the people that are busy working every day, the oligarchs and their paid minions, are busy working on a way to make us consumption units. They own the media, they own all these other aspects of society. And unless we're willing to do something different, we're trapped. We're trapped. It's a trap. I'm going to go through, I saw some super chats and I want to go ahead and read them all off and thank everybody. Go through here and see what happens. All the way to the tippity top. Lots of super chats. Awesome. Awesome. Let's start here with Virginia. The cradle will rock for examples of the WPA's federal arts project. Yes. Very, very good points. Let's go up here. Let's see if I missed. Oh, there was one more. Double K. Thank you. I'll keep on going. We already got Virginia. Double K. And another double K. No, no I'm sorry. That's Wink Radio. NNY Radio. FJG plus M4A puts a big dent in capitalism as we know it. That's correct. But it requires democracy to get people to pass those laws. Double K again. Thank you so much. 
Mark Fabian. Expand Social Security to include all not employed and improve by paying a living wage. There you go. Scrolling, scrolling. Got another one. Kamari, Amy, thank you so much for the $5 super chat. Yeah, let's see. We need to get class revolutionary unions back. I, that's not, I, I'm putting that up there because that is a comment that should have definitely gotten identified there. Let's go through here. Free market. What a joke. Absolutely. Um, so many good comments. Peter principles eliminated under it. FJG. Yes, sir. What's a good book to get introduced to MMT. I'm going to say seven deadly innocent frauds. That's the one I started with. That's with Warren Mosler. There's also a great book, making money work for us. Brand new, fresh from Randall Ray. Of course, the staple is the deficit myth by Stephanie Kelton. Um, I would say that Bill Mitchell's reclaiming the state is worthwhile, very worthwhile with Tom Fozzie. I would say, um, please read every transcript from our macaroni cheese podcast and you will have a PhD level understanding of this stuff. Um, let's see. going to keep going through here. Manlet and Vanlet. <laughs> Hello, Lance here. Try just a few coins for you. Thank you so much. Troy Manlet and the Vanlet. Let's see here. Laugh out loud. Looks like a blue wave on the other hand. I'd be proof of that full head of hair. <laughs> All right. Keep going through here. Do we have anything else? Um, ba -ba -dum -ba -ba. And I think that's it. All right. So with that in mind, folks, I just want to say. These policies, these ideas, these political discussions, they're fun. They're really fun to have. But every election cycle, what happens is that you've got this little ramp up of time where we have an opportunity to educate people. Unfortunately, during that same time, you're hit with massive amounts of propaganda. So weeding through it is very challenging. But during that time, we need to educate more people about the federal job guarantee. When you know that the federal government could do these things, you know they could do it, but they don't do it. You have to start asking yourself, why? Why not? Oh, my goodness. Mr. Poppers, real quickly. So I, we, we, the family, this is a little inside dish on Grumbine. I've been living like a feral animal for a long time, and I'm going to continue to. My finances are so terrifying right now. It's not even funny. The idea of getting a dog was crazy, but the problem was is that the spiritual condition in my own home was really suffering mightily, and we needed some empathy and we needed some compassion inside the walls. Just because we're having a rough time financially didn't mean my kids should grow up without knowing that love and knowing that kind of bond. So we took the nesty plunge and we got this little teeny puppy called Mr. Puppers. And he's taking a nap right now. Worked him hard today. I want to say this. It was terrifying to get a dog. And I almost didn't do it because of finances. But because of the need for my kids, I'm going to figure out a way to bypass my own shitty deal with finances and somehow or another make sure that they lead a full life regardless of my situation. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try. I'm going to keep trying. 
I don't want them to have to pay for this world that sucks so fucking bad and has so little hope in it because we don't live in a democracy. We don't live in a place where we control our outcomes. We are slaves within this system. So in any event, Mr. Puppers will make an appearance at some point. It wasn't today. It was not today. Puppers, P-U-P-P-E-R-S. My son came up with a cami, said, name Mr. Puppers. And so now he is AKA Mr. Puppers. Beautiful little teeny Jack Russell. Every time I walk out of the room, every time I walk out of the room, he, <laughs> he sleeps on my chest. It's like having a newborn baby. I can't like put him down because otherwise he cries and whatnot. So working on training the little guy is a challenge. Um, but just suffice to say, um, I don't want the bad guys to win. I want us to be able to enjoy our lives. I want us to be able to have some modicum of security in this world. And um, I'm not going to stop living just because money is not going to, you know. And uh, I have not heard anything about the coming diesel shortage. Um, folks, look, there's a lot of games being played out there. There really are a lot of games being played. Saudi Arabia knows it has us over a barrel. Uh, if you notice, Khashoggi is no longer uh, the the prince's responsibility. doesn't have to face anything. So just trust me when I say this. Um, you know, could, could there be a coming diesel shortage? A manufactured one, sure manufactured one for sure um, because this is what's going on right now unfortunately this is what's going on there's a lot of games being played the united states failed miserably to um address its crumbling infrastructure or its energy grid because it thought it could survive on uh empire well, the empire is corroding in different ways at different levels. We're losing, quote unquote, our imperial, uh, imperial uh, stronghold. And you saw this happen within the Roman Empire as the edges of the empire were just too far extended. And little by little, illiteracy took over on the edges of the empire as it dissolved. And we rolled into the Dark Ages. Um, you know, literacy was one of the top things that got hit as the empire uh, collapsed. And of course, where there's a power vacuum, there is also a, um, whatever you want to call this, um, yeah, warlords, it's libertarian hellscape, right? And yes, I agree 100%. It's very, very similar to the 70s where uh, Saudi Arabia decided to flex. And uh, once again, the United States wasn't in position to do anything about it. And this is the kind of stuff that happens. But you've got to ask yourself, who are you rooting for here? And why are you rooting for them, right? I mean, is it a narrative you're rooting for? Is it a team you're rooting for? Me personally, you know, if, if, if we were serious, and they're not serious, but because they're serious about what they're doing, they're not seriously listening to us. Any perceived effort of them looking like they're listening to us is merely cosplaying a politician. They're cosplaying like they give a shit. In reality, they got marching orders, man. They're there for, for capital power, not for wealth. You realize money 
is as irrelevant to them at the top as anything. It's a means of control for us. Above them, they have the machinery. They have the factories. They have all the things. They have the automation, the robots, this, that, and the other. To them, money is just a means of control. They have the goods and services that money buys. So it's it's a real catch-22. You know, it's a real catch-22. So anyway, I am going to end this live stream here. I would like to thank everybody for joining me. Remember, if you want more than the Democrats and the Republicans, you, this system isn't really geared for it. The system we have today is 100% first past the post, period. I mean, it's not my decision. And I fucking hate it. But you can already see that for all the control the duopoly has, it's not there to protect their power. It's, it's, it's a bulwark against us having power. So every step through this process, you have to be willing to accept what's really challenging. I mean, you, you get to the point where you recognize, you know, it, it's like Cypher again. He's eating the steak and he knows that it's not steak. But it, ignorance is bliss. The more you know, the more you realize they've got you in a Chinese finger trap, man. They can't, the more you struggle, the tighter it gets. Yeah, understand without radical change nothing will change you can't just sort of say let's get a third party and everything will be better you've got to have that duopoly vote on all these things to structurally change the government there's not nearly enough local and state uh, you know anything where you can do ballot initiatives even so a real look at what the impact of a third party, fifth party, 20th party would do in a system that is legally constrained to a duopoly and controlled by the parties that are in there. Points to the big R word in my mind, but I know I'm in the minority. I know a lot of people put their fist in the air to say it. Like I said before, they can't even say hello or retweet something. You can't even do that. How in the world you expect to fight big capital in a revolution? Think about what I'm saying. If you're not revolutionary enough even to hit the like button or subscribe button or the share button, how in the world are you going to lead a revolution? Which is what we need. We just ain't got no, we got no, oh, we got none of that juice. So anyway. I am Steve. I am indeed the Rogue Scholar, and I am also indeed. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts, please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the Real Progress in Action YouTube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org.